the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready to get down to business? Join seasoned entrepreneur, community leader, and Army veteran Scott Shalom Klein, who will take you behind the scenes with those who work in America's small business scene and speak with leaders making an impact, creating jobs, and telling their story in entrepreneurship. So let's get down to business. On AM560, The Answer, here's your host, Shalom Klein. And indeed, we're all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You're on with Get Down to Business. And I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts on my website at sykline.com. While you're there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss. So let's jump right in. Imposter syndrome is pervasive. An estimated 70% of all people suffer from this condition at some point in their lives. It affects both men and women in similar proportions. And people with imposter syndrome are riddled with unfounded feelings of self-doubt, insecurity, incompetence, and shame. That's why I am so excited to bring on the author of a new book, You Are Not an Imposter, Overcoming Imposter Syndrome, Unlock Your True Potential So You Can Thrive. The author is Colleen Montserrat, who is a passionate author driven by a mission to help others thrive. Colleen, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you, Shalom, for having me today. And this is about a a very uh, interesting topic. It sure is. It sure is. And Colleen, you know, the best place to start is certainly understanding your passion um, for this topic. Uh, Again, the book is called You Are Not an Imposter. Colleen, who are you and why do you care about this issue so much? So uh, to be quite honest, I I did not uh, care or even know uh, I was suffering from uh, imposter syndrome until uh, an event that happened to me beginning uh, of an 2020, so just even before COVID, um, I had a, a big health issue and I almost died. And it forced me to open my eyes around my life and how literally the question was like, how the heck did I end up in this situation? And so I went back uh, to university to study psychology because I started to realize quickly that um, my health was a reflection of my psychology. And in fact, uh, that's where I discover all the foundation because when we talk about imposter syndrome, it's a, so it's, it's a psychological phenomenon, but it's, it's not recognized uh, by the DSM-5, you know, where we register all um, all the psychology, all the psychological uh, issues uh, such as autism and ADHD, etc. But it's a, a composition of many different symptoms that form uh, uh, the entire syndromes. Oh, wow. And so, how I, how, what I what I realized is that I knew about imposter syndrome in professional settings because it's usually where we're going to talk the most about uh, because it's 
a little bit easier to realize that we feel like an imposter at at work. You know, mm-hmm. we we might be blind about uh, the amount of self doubt, uh, the amount of people pleasing, low confidence we have. But but we do. Uh, uh, can, we can see we we've got an issue. But what we fail to realize as well is that it impacts other areas of our lives. Um, for me, it was really prevalent uh, in health. Uh, I was feeling really like an imposter in health at work as well, and in my personal life. And you can see a lot of parents as well uh, living uh, uh, like imposter. And suddenly, it, it came down to me. I, I was like. I lived for decades uh, with this mask and it's screwing my life. And uh, I um, already knew I wanted to go back to entrepreneurship. And I was like, I cannot go like this. It's literally going to make me fail, you know. And uh, I, I do believe that, especially in business, you can have the greatest idea, the greatest product, the greatest of everything. If your mindset is not right, you will never make it. And so this book is really the two years journey I, I, I went <laughs> I went through to try to deal with imposter syndrome and most importantly um, uh, try to to really grow uh, uh, my soul and, and get rid of the self doubt, people pleasing, low confidence, um, thinking everything is uh, people are talking you know about uh, you all the time that you. Uh, as you say, the, the guilt as well uh, uh, surrounding around this, and so this book traces all my 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 journey, personal one, with all the scientific studies I came around, the psychological concepts, etc. And for me, imposter syndrome to explain it really quickly and easily, you have an umbrella. You go so you you reach adulthood. And so you come and, and it's a little bit scary and you have your umbrella and you know the push button on the umbrella to open it. That is self-doubt. And you're going to push it. Start with your self-doubt and your imposter syndrome, the full umbrella opens and everything falls down. The low confidence, the low self-esteem, uh, the, the, the perfectionism, like uh, really trying to be perf- perfect all the time. Uh, and people pleasing and you think you are like under your shield, you're protected, but your only your brain is, is uh, protected because what people don't realize it's your brain is not here to help you out grow. Your brain has two mission in life. It's to survive and to reproduce. So it will do everything it can to keep you in a comfort zone and to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. So if you have built belief in childhood, and we have all, uh, none of us <laughs> went through childhood without building uh, a belief that can be detrimental uh, when uh, when you grow up. Some of them will be great, but a lot of them will be uh, can be very negative. And once you have uh, your, your brain will create those beliefs, so it can navigate life easier. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. So, uh, Colleen, I, I have to, I have to ask. Uh, so again, we're chatting with Colleen Montserrat, who is the author of "You Are Not an Imposter: Overcoming Imposter Syndrome, Unlock Your True Potential, So You Can Thrive." And Colleen, really appreciate you becoming so vulnerable and, and you know sharing your own story. Um, you've certainly been through a lot, and it's amazing that you're capturing this. Um, a really, as you said, critical topic. Uh, we've talked about the roots of imposter syndrome. We've talked about how it manifests in professional settings and how it sabotages personal success. But Colleen, as we are a show, really practical really, really practical. And especially, I mean, this is perfect timing as we have this conversation, uh, as everybody's getting ready with their New Year's resolutions. Um, we are all about those resolutions. What urgent actions would you uh, advise or assign, homework assignments, that our listeners need to take to invalidate beliefs around being an imposter? So the first action, and it will help you everywhere in life, is to become self-aware and truly self-aware. A lot of people, like usually you will try to a little bit lie to yourself because the blame can be hard to take, but never be self-aware in the, like recognize the mistake you've done, the, the, the negative belief you have built yourself through the events you live without shaming and blaming yourself. But if you you're not honest with yourself, you will keep uh, doing the same thing, the same behavior, and you will keep sabotaging yourself. And it's difficult to be really honest with ourselves. But by being honest with ourselves, we can change the wrong, the negative, like false belief we have, and we can start to grow. It's odd even like it's other, uh, older you are, the oddest is going to be because you're going to realize that during 20 years, you live the fake life. So it's obviously never nice to come to this realization, but it's better to do it now than never. And so that will really be the first one. Uh, uh, it's to, to become truly, honestly self-aware. The best way to do it, I found, it's through writing. Uh, writing with your own end, not on the computer, has great power for your brain. And so... If you start to write your story, like uh, during childhood, for example, start to see events, situation where uh, maybe your parents were uh, a little bit too perfectionate with you, like pushing you to always get A's and uh, uh, pushing you to the edge. Uh, you, you see those types of events, uh, they seem meaningless because we're talking about school, uh, grade, like it's not like something died, someone died, you know, but but they, they start to... Br- to, to, to build a belief, uh, uh, for yourself. And so all those, those little, uh, events that your brain pops into your mind, write them down. And, uh, the, the best is to write everything down without judgment. Mm-hmm. And after you come back, do the same thing you will do for a friend. And the best way to do it, it's by writing down put it aside, come back the next day and judge like if it was someone else you were looking at. Well, Colleen, I could talk to you for hours and this is such an important topic and there's so many homework assignments there, like you said, again, writing it down. Um, But I also want to make sure our listeners can get a copy of your book and of course, get in touch with you. You've got a great website out there. You're not, you are not an Colleen, again, where can people find your book and uh, where can people get in touch with you? So they can find the book in all uh, major book retailer, Amazon, uh, 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 Amazon, Kobo, Apple, etc. Barnes and Nobles as well. And uh, on uh, Instagram, I'm uh, most active and on threads. Mm -hmm. 
Fantastic. I really enjoyed the conversation. Colleen Montserrat, thank you so much uh, cracking the code of uh, imposter syndrome. I look forward to having you back on real soon. Quick break on Get Down to Business. We will be right back. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. So, you know, new year uh, comes new opportunities, and we're going to talk about it. Talk uh, about. about some amazing franchise opportunities. And uh, we're going to have that conversation with Patrick Elzer, who has nearly 15 years of experience in advertising sales, catering to major American companies such as Ford, Bank of America, American Airlines, Anheuser-Busch, and State Farm. And uh, during his tenure, Patrick developed a profound appreciation for small business and franchising, as many of his clients were local franchises. And that's what I want to talk about today. Patrick, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. 20 years of experience in helping corporate executives and aspiring franchise owners achieve their dreams. And you've launched, as I understand, over 500 franchises. Um, So, Patrick, when did you develop this sort of passion and expertise? So when I sold advertising to small business owners, one of the things that I noticed, and I couldn't articulate it at a young age, but what I recognized is they all lack systems and infrastructure, processes and plans. And that helped me sort of forge an appreciation for franchising. And I ended up selling a lot of advertising to franchise owners. So I was able to see the compare and contrast between these small business owners that were sort of floundering and then these franchise owners who were actually doing very well. And so it helped me really understand why, like Michael Gerber says in the book, The E-Myth, that you need to have a plan. And that's what franchising provides. Fantastic. That's great. So like I said in the intro, uh, new year, new opportunities. So power of franchising um, in the US. Many of our listeners have heard of franchising before, but why why now and why franchising? Well, for those of us that don't have a business idea, the franchise is kind of like that business in a box. They're basically providing you not only the business idea, but the intellectual property, the systems, the infrastructure, the tools that you need, marketing, the know-how. It's kind of like buying furniture at Ikea. They're going to give you the instruction manual. It's up to you to follow those instructions. Absolutely. Uh, That's great. So you work with, uh, as mentioned, a lot of successful uh, entrepreneurs, including some corporate executives that have uh, that have really made this transition. And you've done this over 500 times. So are there any particular industries or particular companies that are really hot right now? Really, anything that's providing a service, whether it be in home services or it could be providing a service in health and wellness, we're seeing a lot of that. I would say 75% of my placements over the last two years have been people in corporate America that want to keep that W-2 job, that perceived safety of a W-2 job, but want to build something on the side and they want to provide a service that can't be usurped by Amazon. Absolutely, absolutely, and and you know it's interesting. Uh, these past few years have been a wild uh, ride in the uh, business world. Uh, like you, uh, as we've been saying, uh, so many folks have decided to make a transition in their lives um, and explore these entrepreneurial opportunities. Uh, so. Tell us maybe a little bit of the behind the scenes of you know, maybe without names, but any of the profiles of the people that you've been working with and uh, and how they have experienced some success in the franchise world. 
Yeah, I'll give you a couple of examples. I worked with a husband and wife here in St. Louis where I am, and uh, he's a corporate America executive, does a lot of traveling. Uh, wife is sort of a stay-at-home mom. Kids are a little bit older now. She has a thing for health and wellness. So I place them with a health and wellness concept that will allow them to build multiple units here in St. Louis, and then eventually allowing the husband to transition out of the corporate job and maybe build kind of a mini empire. But part of the appeal for the health and wellness was that the wife really was into health and wellness and well-being. So it was a sort of a, a good sort of combination. His sales and marketing background coupled with her interest in health and wellness. It's a powerful one-two punch. Okay. So many folks are familiar with franchising um, from watching, uh, I forgot what the movie's called, honestly, but uh, about McDonald's and, you know, the the rough and tumble world and so on. But these days, franchise opportunities come in uh, in all sorts of shapes and sizes. Let's talk a little bit about the financial requirements of franchise ownership. Um, what 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 should our listeners know about the opportunities? Well, the number one reason businesses fail, and this is universal, by the way, not just with franchising, but the number one reason businesses fail is undercapitalization. So we want to make sure that you've got the financial wherewithal to be able to sort of weather that initial uh, launch. The other thing is every franchisor is going to require liquid capital requirements and also net worth requirements. For example, Panera Bread, they won't even talk to you if you don't have an $8 million net worth. And they're designing that because there's a standard they've set for the type of candidate they want in their franchise system. Absolutely. We've been chatting about some of the uh, some of the trends that we've been seeing. But as we air this conversation, we're entering into a brand new year. Of course, Happy New Year to all of our listeners. So 2024, what's your crystal ball telling you about uh, franchising in the new year? There's no question about it. I think what's happened really over the last probably since uh, 2018, 2019, certainly buoyed by the pandemic, is that the new American dream is not home ownership per se. That's still a a foundation. But the new American dream is business ownership, whether it's a franchise or an independent business, a side hustle. You, You watch programs like Shark Tank really have propelled people's interest in business ownership. So I think for a lot of people, there's an awakening of, okay, there's no loyalty working a corporate job on both sides of the equation. So people look at business ownership as a way to sort of give them another revenue stream, a little bit of diversification from the stock market and a W-2 job. So I'm chatting with Patrick Elsner, who has nearly 15 year, who had nearly 15 years of experience in advertising sales, um, but for the last 20 years, Patrick has offered support to, uh, to those seeking to achieve financial freedom and escape the monotony of corporate America. We've been chatting about franchise opportunities. So, Patrick, why you? You're a trusted consultant, but why would somebody need to talk to you to explore those opportunities? Well, there's a couple of things. There's a maze of franchise opportunities. Over 4,000 franchise licenses registered in the United States through the Federal Trade Commission. So what I tell everybody is is it's not necessarily to talk exclusively to me, but I'm, I'm going to give you advice and counsel that you're not going to get from, say, looking on a website or going into Entrepreneur Magazine. 
There's no harm in working with somebody like me as a consultant because there's no contracts with me. If I can't help you, I tell you up front. But the one thing I will tell you, having done this now for 20 years, it's worth it to at least explore it, have an initial conversation with me. I'll offer advice and counsel. If you don't like my advice, no harm, no foul. That's great. So, Patrick, um, you, uh, of course, our listeners can't see this fantastic background behind you, but Franchise Insider. Um, are You mentioned the term side hustle before earlier in the conversation. Uh, I know, as we've been saying, uh, franchises are all over the place in terms of folks that are, you know, working on multiple franchise opportunities at the same time. But some folks, including some of those corporate executives that you're working with, are actually exploring opportunities for, a, uh, for an additional stream of income. Uh, any final words of advice um, for the uh, diverse audience that we have listening to this program? Well, I would say the, the biggest piece of advice that I offer people exploring franchises is really keep an open mind. There's a guy here in St. Louis that owns 80-something gray clips. It's a hair salon. And this guy didn't start out, you know, wake up one day and decide he wanted to be in the hair salon business. But Gray Clips was a vehicle to get him where he wants to go. And now with 80-something stores across Kansas and Missouri and down into Florida, he has built this empire, but he was agnostic about the subject matter. You could replace haircuts with mufflers or bagels. It was more about an end result. And that's what I implore people to focus in on more about the end result and not necessarily the widget. That's awesome. I've been chatting with Patrick Elsner from Franchise Insider. Patrick, really uh, have benefited from all of the advice, the examples, um, and expertise that you bring in everything franchising. Um, Patrick, I know our listeners will have questions. How can they get in touch with you? Easiest thing to do is is, uh, info at franinside.com, www.franinside.com. Very simple URL. They can also hit me up on LinkedIn. There's over 105 written testimonials of people that I placed just in the last couple of years on LinkedIn. That's fantastic. Patrick Elsner, thank you so much for joining us on the program. We're going to squeeze in a very quick break here on the program, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Be sure sure to check out our sponsors, Tom Mirabali, independent agent um, on everything health insurance and affordable care. You can reach him at 630-863-3477 or his website, healthplanchicago.com. We're going to get a quick break. Don't touch that. We'll be right back and get down to business. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, this show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I'm thrilled to be joined by an award-winning motivational keynote speaker, business coach, corporate trainer, executive coach, and podcast of the year recipient. That's Daniel Gomez, who has over two years, two decades of experience in the arena of leadership development and team building, sales training, customer service, and coaching. Really, really important timing for this conversation as everybody's getting into that new year spirit. He's the international best-selling author of You Were Born to fly. Daniel, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and add some value to your audience, man. So thank you so much. Absolutely. So let's start with you for a moment before we uh, leave our listeners with some very valuable tips. Daniel, when did you get into this important uh, area uh, that you're so passionate about? Man, in 2017, I thought I had life figured out, money in the bank, house was paid off. Corvette, you name it, we had it. And then cancer came knocking on our door. My wife was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer and our world got flipped upside down, made a decision to retire to take care of her. And um, man, God healed her. So I just felt in my heart that 
a voice said, go speak to the world. And I was just crazy enough to follow it. And six years later, January 21st, this year coming up, 2024, I've shared the stage live with Les Brown, Tom Bilyeu, John Maxwell, and some other prominent speakers. And uh, I don't plan on stopping, man. It's just been God's goodness. So I'm excited. Absolutely incredible. And uh, again, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful that uh, you and your wife, we were just talking offline, are, are doing well and uh, positioned for a fantastic new year. I want to talk about that um, for our listeners. Uh, I mean, all of our listeners are leaders. They're leaders of, as you always say, great influence. I want to talk about leadership for a moment. How does somebody go from being, you know, just in our case, entrepreneurs, business owners, to all of a sudden being that passionate leader and making an impact in the world? What's, what's some of the advice that you'd share with them? Well, you have to have confidence. I think if we think about sports, nobody wins the NBA finals without confidence. Nobody wins the NFL Super Bowl without confidence. And as a leader, you have to have confidence in the abilities that you've been given by God, right? You have abilities, you have capabilities, but many people, they have a low self-image, a low self-esteem. So I think to be a very successful leader, you have to have a good self-image. And that's one thing that we really work on in our coaching, because you'd be surprised how many leaders have a poor self-image. Why is that important? Because when you have a poor self-image, you're that leader that that's a dictator and you micromanage everybody because of your insecurity. So that's something that we definitely work on with new business owners and top-notch organizations because without the right self-image, you're going to be a bad leader, my friend. Absolutely. And one of the things that you talk so frequently about is communication, um, whether it's both internal, external, but sharing that vision. Let's talk a little bit about it. What advice would you share with our listeners? Well, the thing is this, is that we speak from our point of perspective, from our point of view. And a great leader, you have to learn to really speak to the four dominant personalities. Every every individual, every human being has their own personality. And it's a leader's responsibility to figure out, okay, what is the language of that employee, of that team member? Somebody's an introvert, somebody's an extrovert, somebody's amiable, somebody's a ruby. And I think the problem that we make many times in leadership is we speak our language and a great example, what do you mean, Daniel? Well, let me, let me say, if I was to send you an email and it's 20 pages, I wouldn't read it because that's not my language. But many times as leaders, we document a long email and I ain't going to read that. So next thing you know, it's like you don't speak the language of your employee. So to learn the, the, to learn the language of every employee, what do they really like to communicate? How, what, what, right? Do they like long form, short form? So there's so many different variables and that's something that we do in our corporate trainings. Absolutely. And one of the things that you also talk about is, again, along those, those, those themes of communication um, and, uh, again, making that influence as a leader is there's the internal piece of things within your own organization. And by the way, this is true whether you're a two-person shop um, or whether you're, uh, you know, the next uh, Forbes 100. Um, but the other piece that you t- speak frequently about across the country and on your podcast is about selling. Selling is that the customer is buying you. What should our listeners know on that topic? Well, the thing is this, is that before they buy any product, before they buy any service, the customer, the organization, the B2B is buying you. They're buying your energy. They're buying your smile. And they're buying you if you're, see if you're a person of integrity. You can't, right? The, the main thing is I, I like to switch the word out sales with the word help. When you help people, everybody needs help, but not many people are, 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 are receiving of it, right? They're not receptive of it. So maybe use the word help. Let me help you because people need help nowadays. People are depressed. People don't even know how to run businesses and the market's shifting and they hear all this negative just news on the news. And the thing is this, is that you got to learn how to sell and communicate to the audience that you want to help. 
And the truth is this, is that so many people, they have the wrong identity with the word sales, right? They, they, they don't want to be salesy as a salesperson. Well, it's not being salesy because if your product, if your service solves a problem that the marketplace needs, then you got to not be scared to put it out there. And I think so many people, they have the wrong approach along. Absolutely. Daniel, uh, you've got so much to share and we have such a limited time to cover. So I want to make sure as one of those homework assignments, we get people in touch with you and your team. Daniel, you speak all over the country, but I know you've got a lot of content out there um, on the web. How can people get in touch with you and learn more? Well, the first thing they want to do is text the word millionaire. That's the word millionaire to 210-942-5059. Text the word millionaire to 210-942-5059-5059. And they're going to get a free PDF from the makings of a millionaire mind. Could it all start with mindset? And then the next thing you want to do is send me an email directly. I love giving complimentary discovery sessions. You can email me at Daniel at DanielGomezSpeaker.com. That's Daniel at DanielGomezSpeaker.com. Shalom. Well, Daniel, thank you so much. Happy New Year to you and your beautiful family. And uh, I definitely will uh, link in the show notes as well. Looking forward to our next conversation. Take care. Thank you. And we'll be right back and get down to business. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Boy, do we have a treat in store for you. I'm thrilled to be joined by Ferdinand Mellinger, who's a foundational uh, member of the original Backrub team that later evolved into Google. It's no- he's not- notable for his expertise in data structuring and algorithm development, something that we speak about frequently on this program and certainly in, in the news these days. And uh, I'm really looking forward to a conversation about uh, about everything entrepreneurship and uh, and uh, I know you've got a lot to share, Ferdinand. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on your show. I'm really excited to be here. Absolutely. This is such important timing that we have this conversation. Everybody's getting ready for the new year. Those new year's resolutions are out there. Uh, but I want to start by talking about you. I want to talk about you and your background. Um, what was it like for then um, when you worked at Backrub, which is now Google? <laughs> That's funny. I get that question a lot. It was more, it wasn't anything like what people would think it was. It was back then it was a bunch of phone lines and yellow pages and trying to enter in that data to where it could be into an algorithm to where this search could be uh, somewhat easily attainable by people who were looking for it, but nobody cared about it because back then everybody was using the yellow pages. So it wasn't anything exciting. It was, we were a bunch of kids. We were having fun. We had, you know, there was a bunch of desks and every, you know, in the beginning, everything was open when they started getting money and it became Google. Then they, everything started getting locked down. They didn't let us, break with one another. Everything was closed in different departments. It got really weird. Interesting. Very, very interesting. So certainly, uh, you know, definitely, as you said, not what our listeners may uh, expect from a a company like that. Very, very interesting. Uh, That's great. So, uh, I mean, uh, Ferdinand, you you have a a fascinating uh, background of ups and downs. You know, we like to talk about those successes, but um, you've had loss as well. How do you handle your biggest loss? And feel free to share as much as you're comfortable with. Sure. Um, you know, my fir- the biggest loss, because there's many in entrepreneurialism, as we all know, mm-hmm. um, you just got to be prepared for it. But my biggest loss was an $8 million loss. And that was that was painful. That That really hit me hard from what my family was telling me. I, I, I think I shut down for a period of time to kind of regain myself and try to re- try to see what I was going to do, how I was going to get out of the situation. So I guess for three months, I didn't speak to anybody. 
I don't, I don't remember this, but uh, yeah, it was. But from that point on, you just, you know, you put one foot in front of the other. And I have a business mentor that really kind of whipped me into shape. And it's just, you have to have faith in yourself. You have to know what your ability is. You have to know what your value is. Um, and don't let anybody devalue you as you're on that way up. You know, there's going to be so many doubts and so many people that are haters and just naysayers. You've, you've really got to stay laser focused and know what you're trying to manifest. And again, one foot in front of the other, as long as you're breathing, you can make another step. <laughs> That's right. And you've already shared something really important. Mentorship is so important. You've been fortunate to have been mentored by a seasoned billionaire, um, which helped you develop yes. your entrepreneurial skills. Uh, again, we're chatting with Ferdinand Mellinger, um, who I know you have a background in all sorts of different areas, uh, as we've been saying, entrepreneurship in biotechnology, nutrition and fitness, real estate, artificial intelligence, and financial markets. We'll try to touch on some of those areas. But mentorship, um, what advice would you share with our listeners, fellow entrepreneurs that might uh, not know too much uh, and, and might not know what questions to ask of a mentor? Sure. You know, I think, a mentor, it's funny, I didn't, my mentor found me. I think that's very important for people to understand is keep doing what you're doing. And when you get really good at what you're doing, the right people are going to find you. You're going to attract that attention. Then it's up to you at that point of who you're going to surround yourself with. And if they have more than you are achieving more than you and they have more businesses that are more successful, then those are the people that you need to go to. And, and say, I begged my mentor at a dinner. I, I literally, I did not, I cared. I had not one care in the world. I just sat across the table <laughs> and I, I said, would be please, please, will you teach me what you know? Um, yeah. And it's, it's important people. There's going to be someone who always knows more than you that can kind of guide you, direct you. And you've got to seek that out and be accepting of when it comes your way. Well, Ferdinand, one of the areas that you certainly have a lot of expertise on is SEO, search engine optimization. Again, um, you were at uh, a uh, organization which is now Google. You certainly know a thing or two about this topic. You've been, uh, you, you, you've really established yourself as an SEO expert. What should our listeners, especially you know some smaller businesses, know about SEO, especially as we move into twenty twenty four? Yeah, you know, SEO is really important. You've got to think of it as kind of your organic stone that's kind of set there. So if, you know, a lot of people do ads, but what happens after your ad spend goes away? You know, you need to make sure that your your pages are, you know, every, everybody thinks it's a website, but it's a web page that gets ranked. So however many pages you have in your website, those are the pages that you need to try to get ranked. And you, the way to get them ranked is by getting them indexed and that's with having the right type of content that the spiders, which are the little kind of like the little, uh, uh, you know, when you're in high school, you have the, <laughs> that uh, gossip, you know, all the gossip crew. That's what spiders are to Google. You know, it's the gossip crew that goes out and talks about your website. If it's good, if it's bad, and they come back to Google and they're like, hey, this website is really good or this website sucks, you know, and that's when you get indexed or not. So it's a very important that you are putting out good content that's interlinked and um, that way it stays there. So when people search for you, it's there, you know, for a very long time instead of Absolutely. ads going away. Absolutely. I'm chatting with Ferdinand Mellinger, um, who's again, a uh, foundational member of the original backup team. That's uh, now 
Google. It's evolved into Google. We've been chatting a little bit about SEO. We've been talking about mentorship. We've been talking about loss and entrepreneurship. And I know we've got a lot more in store after the break. In the meantime, check out my website, sykline.com. That's where you get a sneak peek. What's going to be on next week on the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Again, sykline.com. And of course, get in your favorite podcast apps. Just search for Get Down to Business. But be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share so others can find it. We'll be right back on Get Down to Business. Hey, we're back on Get Down to Business. I mean, I'm just fired up over here. I'm super excited about this conversation we're having with Ferdinand Millinger. We've been chatting about all things SEO uh, and uh, entrepreneurship. Uh, Ferdinand, again, welcome back. Uh, you are an expert on SEO, but you've certainly been uh, an innovator. Uh, and like all true entrepreneurs, um, you've been evolving as well. So Ferdinand, uh, again, welcome back. As we uh, look into 2024, the big buzzword is AI, artificial intelligence. Are you planning on doing anything in this uh, really new and exciting area? Uh, absolutely. I've actually been doing stuff in this area since 2018. So uh, it's nothing new to me. I think people need to catch on to this wave and uh, use it to generate some wealth for their businesses or help just to automate their businesses in the sense to where you're saving money and you're using this to the the best of its capability because it's better than any human that's out there. Absolutely. It's uh, it's really the buzzword right now. And uh, again, it's evolving, it's developing. uh, And that's what entrepreneurs do is, you know, we follow the trends and we jump onto that bandwagon, um, which is great. So yeah, I'm certainly looking forward to following you, Ferdinand Mellinger, um, and all of the exciting areas that you're involved in. We'll be sure to get our listeners in touch with you. So uh, I've got two more areas that I want to cover in our our rapid fire conversation over here. I want to talk about past year. I want to talk about the upcoming year. So past year, Ferdinand, what's been your biggest learning experience in 2023? 2023, the pay for your friends. It may sound weird, but uh, you, you've got to pay for the, the, I would say, the organizations or the associations that you want to be associated with, which usually is people that are earning more than you. So that getting into those memberships and those clubs has been um, phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal with growth. Wow, fascinating. That's that's really, really interesting. Okay, so that's the 2023 takeaway. As we move into 2024, New Year's resolutions is, uh, again, I guess the buzzword and something everybody talks about. But uh, from looking at your background, you uh, you have a good crystal ball out there. You know where to focus in, in the right areas. And I'm really excited for uh, for your answer on this. What are you, what's your New Year's resolution and where are you focusing in 2024? Yeah, New Year's resolution is actually, you know, I, I don't, Really, it's funny. I don't really make them. I I always set goals throughout the year, so there's nothing that's new about the new year. It's just another day. I think people use that as an excuse to kind of do things, but I, I always make my goals and set them ahead to, for my manifestations. But I think for this this new year coming up, what I'm going to be focusing on is a lot more uh, AI and its use of automation within the realm. I, I'm. I figured out a way to actually make a little bit of money with uh, getting the copyright to scripts and then registering them within the WGA. And then you can uh, own the rights to those specific ideas. And then you can start writing these scripts with the help of AI with just little ideas. And all I'm doing is taking experiences that I've had with, you know, when I was at BackRub and the people that I worked with there. And then I'm just kind of writing these little stories. So <laughs> that's my goal this year is using AI to make more money. 
Absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, Ferdinand, I want to make sure our listeners get in touch with you. Uh, how can they do that, and uh, what do they know about uh, about uh, your uh, your your plans? How can they how can they learn from you in the coming year? Yeah, you know, you can get in touch with me at FerdinandMellinger.com. F-E-R-D-I-N-A-N-D-M-E-H-L-I-N-G-E-R.com. Um, and my other company, Blue.Digital, B-L-U-O-O.Digital. Uh, pretty much you'll see a lot of me popping up and the news coming up. I, we just developed an AI stock trading platform called Outlier. So that's going to be popping up here on January 8th. So be on the lookout for that. That's exciting. Well, congratulations on that. We'll be uh, sure to uh, follow in the news and, of course, uh, get you back on sometime real soon. Looking forward to it, Ferdinand Mellinger. Thank you so much for joining us. Can't wait to have you back on the program. We'll, again, link to all of our amazing guests this week in our show notes. Again, on your favorite podcast app, just search for Get Down to Business. Get them in touch with me through my website, sykline.com. To all of our listeners, to all of our fans and friends, happy new year, happy holidays. Uh, can't wait to have you back on next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM560, The Answer to Success. Let's get down to business. We'll see you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.